Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to episode 4 of the Autism Everyday podcast. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about routines and children with autism. Just a little heads up for those of you who are tuning in just now. Geeta and I are BCBAs. We run Weekan, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, and of course ASD. So in our last episode we had um spoken about parent involvement and about you know how parents can be the change makers in their child's life. So having resolved to be that change maker the next question is like how do you get started? Yeah it sounds great I'm going to do this I'm I'm going to do that. But it's easier said than done and always more difficult to kind of get started. You know I've always wondered when I've heard friends of mine say that they work from home you know some of them have these little studios upstairs or mm-hmm. in the garage and things like that how do they manage it I mean if you look at it at 8 in the morning you can always tell yourself yeah I'll get started by 10 and I'll still be able to finish whatever I've set out you know work I have for the day then something comes up at 10 but you tell yourself oh that's fine the day is still young and then it's 2 and then it's 4 and before you know it the day is done but no your work is not done it's it's exactly where it was and then sometimes you scramble and finish some things so the kind of this this enforced period of staying at home thanks to the uh coronavirus has kind of you know put all of us regardless of profession and age into this mode of work from home making wfh the buzzword <laughs> right so kind of makes me understand a little bit of what my friends used to say <laughs> about working from home so I was talking to my colleague the other day uh, just checking in on people to see how they're dealing with the lockdown and uh, he 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 said something very interesting so he said after about a week or so of being at home he he felt the need for a routine because without which he felt like he was kind of floating in thin air just dragging himself through the day with no apparent course or no apparent purpose at all so he built a routine and in lighter vein we spoke about the visual schedules that our kids with autism use and he said you know i realize now that it's something that's going to help me at this point because with the routine he's kind of feeling like oh there is some purpose in my life every day so that really makes you think we all actually have routines and love routines mm-hmm. but for a lot of us it's not stuck up there on the wall um, but we have it all in our heads for sure so what makes kids on spectrum any different i agree i love routines yeah <laughs> so let's talk routines how many of us here love having a routine and can actually get upset if our routines get disrupted some more some less routines can be a powerful tool to lower your anxiety to help cope with feelings of sadness and in uncertain times like these ones routines tend to provide comfort and regulate daily living it's not news to us that kids with asd enjoy routines Some may even insist on sameness and display what might even look like OCDs as a means to comfort and sort of regulate themselves every day. Some of them even thrive on it. Yeah, that's true. 
So a lot of times children with autism learn from repetition. So this makes having a routine kind of very comforting uh, for them. And of course, it also differs from family to family, right? There are some families who come uh, to us and who, who enjoy having a nice structure to their day. And then there are some others who prefer a more flexible lifestyle. But whichever you follow, certain established routines and activities are required to be carried out every day. You'd want to have it done a particular way and at a particular time. I mean, classically, let's look at bedtime, particularly for young kids. You don't want to be wearing uh, your bedtime for your children every day. A child who goes to sleep late and he wakes up late the next morning, misses the morning routines and then the whole kind of the day is messed up, right, after that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You want to ensure you have a fixed routine, a sort of series of steps that you follow every day at the same time, in the same manner to establish something like a bedtime routine. So let's assume the steps needed to be taken in the task of going to bed are brushing teeth, washing your face, changing into your jammies, getting into bed, reading or being read to, and then turning off the lights. So if you want to ensure your child is completing all the steps, you want to first start by setting an alarm that lets him know that bedtime is approaching. And once that alarm rings, he needs to stop whatever he's doing and begin the process of going to bed. That process starts with brushing teeth. And here is where you want to maximize use of visual supports. If he skips steps in teeth brushing, you want to maybe use a timer to indicate how long he needs to brush his teeth. And then you want to use prompts. There's a prompt hierarchy and you want to make sure you're using that for completion of the process. You want to build this routine, but at the same time, you also want to kind of make use, uh, make room rather for flexibility. You want to change the book you read maybe. You want to swap the order of brushing teeth and washing face. You might want to add a mouthwash gargle on some days just so that they don't get too fixated on requiring the schedule to go as planned but they can sort of ease into changes without a whole lot of trouble. It's like having to strike a fine balance between having them use these routines as a crutch to cope and getting way too dependent on them. Yeah, you know, talking of um, talking of routines and, and fixations um, reminds me of mealtimes. If you look at it, uh, every member of the family has a default place at the dining table. I mean, we automatically zoom in and go sit in what is our regular place at the dining table. <laughs> uh, of course, if somebody else sat there, it's not as if, you know, we'd have a meltdown. But there's a little twinge of regret. Oh, somebody's <laughs> sitting in my place. They got my seat. Yes. <laughs> right. So routines and I mean, we all use it as a crutch in some ways. It's certainly something that we rely on and it because it makes us feel secure, definitely less anxious. So why not provide this comfort for the children with autism? So these are children who may not have the, the, the skills to kind of ask us questions, demand for information. And while these questions are definitely there in their heads, so providing them with a structure in the form of information presented on a visual schedule can actually answer these questions for them automatically and kind of result in, you know, reduced anxiety. And that's, that's a great outcome, isn't it? 
So if the child is in a comfortable place and is secure, it also reduces the parent's stress levels. And once the schedule is there for the day, the parent also knows, okay, these are the times I need to be engaged with my child and these are the times I can plan and do some of the other things that I need to do. And that's not a bad thing at all, is it? It also ensures, you know what, at the end of the day that you don't procrastinate like that 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock <laughs> to 2 to 4 uh, and wait for that Eureka moment when you will actually begin to work. <laughs> That's true. So let's do a quick recap of what we covered today. First up, we know routines and schedules provide much needed structure for kids with ASD. It can go a long, long way in reducing their anxiety and in turn reducing the parents' anxiety. Using supports like a written or pictorial visual schedule, timers and alarm clocks can help give them that structure, give them that amount of information, warning when it's time to wrap up, provide as much information as you simply can and make it as simple as it gets. So you don't want to overload them, but you want to present it in a way that they actually understand it. With that, we sum up episode four on routines and ASD. Thank you for tuning in to Autism Every Day. Stay safe and see you next time.